0: Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast.
1: Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All All Things Things Melanin Podcast, Podcast, where your certified
0: hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update.
1: Erica! Shelby! What's good? What's poppin'? What's hatin'? How
0: you feeling, Girl, I am ready for a vacation, okay? I'm ready for... I mean, I ain't going on one right now. But <laughs> just sitting here dreaming about my vacation and the PTO I ain't got to do it. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking about, girl. So let me just tell you what my dream vacation is. Um, As you would say, you didn't ask me what I'm going to tell you.
1: <laughs> so,
0: well, I have a lot, but I think... Like, I literally wrote down a list in my phone from years ago, but I, I'll i give you two. Okay. So one of them is to visit Greece, Mykonos, mm-hmm. Greece. Um, I just think it's beautiful and I just love it there. But then also doing an actual, like, Mediterranean cruise. I think that that would be amazing to be able to see all of the islands in, like, just a one-stop shop type of thing. So I would love to do that first. So that would be my dream vacation. Um, what about you? Do you have a dream vacation?
1: I, now you know, friend. I do. Listen, <laughs> I absolutely love to go. And I'm the friend that will. So the funny thing is that, side note, the funny thing is that I will send like Erica, like random places, not random places, but like I'll see something and, and I'll like send it to Erica. I'll be like, we need to go here. And she would literally be like, What did you watch? to decide that we <laughs> needed to go here. <laughs> or she'd be like, We not balling like this, friend. We can't go here yet. Like, so that is so funny. Cause I'd really be sending Erica like locations, like, friend, we need to go here. She'd be like, girl, get in budget. But anyway. <laughs> so um, like you, I will give you two. So My dream vacation, one of them that I really, really want to go on is I want to go to France. I want to go to Paris, France. I've always wanted to go to Paris, France. If you know me, you know that I am. I don't like saying a hopeless romantic, but I am such a romantic. I love all things love and mushy stuff. And I've heard, you know, I've heard mixed reviews about Paris, but I still want to go. So I want to go to Paris. And then my second one. You gave two, I'll give one more. Um, is I want to go to Italy. I think Italy is beautiful, and I think that it would be an amazing time. And I don't really know where I'm gonna go, when I'm gonna go, but friend, I am gonna go, and I want y'all to pester Erica so that she will go on the vacations that I send her. <laughs> Not
0: pester me, y'all. Um, but it reminded me because I think the one thing that you sent me. Was a chateau in Paris, and I think it was ludicrous's wife or something because I think they had a literal chateau in Paris. So I'm like, Girl, do you have ludicrous money? Do we don't have fast and furious checks? We don't have no. you know disturbing the peace record label checks. We don't have ludicrous money, okay. I
1: was like, girl, get out my DM. Erica literally literally told me to like calm down. But then the funny thing is like a month later, she sent me a vacation for this girl's trip to Bali. I was like, I thought we didn't have shot too money. I thought (laughs) we didn't have the money. And we were- That was so cool though. But the only reason we actually didn't go is I think the pandemic hit. (laughs) So we could not go. But honestly, if you don't know, me and Erica- Um, We have traveled quite frequently together. I think that we are at the point in our friendship to where we know each other well enough that we're really, really good travel partners. Like we just get along. we be on the same page. We both like to take a nap. We both like to be well rested. We both like to eat, so that's a recipe for happiness, but um, I will be peer-pressuring Erica into going on to a vacation in 2023, and I will give her and y'all details in 2023 about it, so continue to pester her She's going. (laughs)
0: Like, do you got McDonald's money? (laughs) We got food at home. Like, that's the type of thing I'm on. (laughs) all right so you guys let's get into our first segment of the day which is dating and relationships so today we're gonna switch it up a little bit and talk about all of these dating reality shows and would we participate i can't even say that with a straight face but okay so the question shelby is if you had a chance to be on one of the following tv shows which one so one of them is called the one that got away love is blind the ultimatum and ready to love. So would you participate in any of these shows? So first off, let me explain what the one that got away is. So this is a show on Amazon prime and it has a group of maybe like eight to 10 people that are on this house or in this house on this Island, of course. And they have an opportunity for somebody in their past to come back in their life and decide if they want to rekindle that relationship um and so it gets messy because it's not just one person that comes back and so it's like multiple people and then you kind of got to choose which one was that one that got away and then love is blind as already you know Shelby but for anybody that doesn't know these couples you literally get to know somebody from a bo- from in a pod and you can't see them at all you don't know what they look like until you accept their um proposal and then the ultimatum is a group of couples that One of the people within the couple is like giving the other an ultimatum about marrying them, being in that committed relationship. And then Ready to Love is um, one where it's just like a group of singles in Atlanta or Houston get together and they try to find somebody they're compatible with. So which one of these shows would you participate in? Why or why not?
1: I'm gonna tell you the ones I wouldn't and why not. And I'm gonna go down this list real quick, real fast. Um, here we go. The one that got away is a hell no. Um I've never seen this show. Um, but I'm gonna tell you why not based on Erica's description. Um, if we broke up, you are not the one that got away. Um, I can almost guarantee that I do not really want to rekindle it. Um, and I'm probably gonna jump in the ocean because I don't want to be in an awkward situation. So that show is a no-go for me. The ultimatum ultimatum is a no for me because you're not about to get on national TV and embarrass me. You can embarrass me at the house. I would rather you not embarrass me at all, but you're not going to get on national TV and embarrass me, and I got to watch you back lip-locking with somebody else. That's a no for me. If we going to break up, we going to break up looking at each other, and then we're going to go our separate ways. The whole world ain't got to know. And ready to love. That's going to be a no for me as well. Um, It was a contender, but I'm going to tell you why not. Um, I don't want to watch you date my man. Like if I have said that you my man in my head, I don't want to watch you date somebody else and I don't want to hear about it. So that's a no for me. Um, Love Is Blind is low key a no, but if I have to pick one, I'm gonna go with Love Is Blind, and this is why. Um, I think for me, one of the things that I really, really want um in my next relationship is I really want to be able to connect mentally and emotionally with somebody, and you know, just really just have a really good conversation, build a friendship um a romance, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think a lot of people take time to get to know people and build intimacy and build an intimate and build a strong connection. And I feel like love is blind love is blind does that. Like it takes away everything. So you literally have to talk to somebody. Like one of my pet peeves is if you can't hold a conversation. For instance, somebody slid in my DMs today and I was like, if you gonna slide my DMs, you need to have something to say. Like get to it. Like <laughs> You don't need to ask me 50 little questions. What do you want? Have a line. Let's get to it. But I think with Love is Blind, I think that it really cuts through a lot of the clutter sometimes that we miss. Because if the only thing that you could do is talk to somebody, I think that's a really good way to get to know somebody. I think it's a a way to cut through a lot of the BS that takes us some time to, you know, get through. Um, My only worry... With Love Is Blind, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna keep it a buck. Um, obviously, I do want to have a strong connection, but I want my man to be fine. And if we get engaged and that window roll away and he ain't fine, you gonna see it all on my face. (laughs) Um, so that's my only hang up. But if I had to be on any of these shows. I would choose Love is Wine because I think that that would be a good way for me to really emotionally and mentally connect with somebody and really potentially find the love of my life, maybe, possibly, you know, that's what I would go with. But in reality, I probably would not go on any of these shows, but that's me. Girl, me too. Um,
0: But (laughs) since you picked one, I guess I would choose one too, but then... I'll just go down the list of which ones I'm not, like you said. Um, first of all, the one that got away, absolutely not. I don't want <laughs> no past demons in my life, okay? Um, because guess what? I'm the one that got away, okay? So, yeah, I'm like you. I jump in the ocean, call my mama, send a helicopter or something, get me off this island, okay? Right. Absolutely not. <laughs> and then Love is Blind, would be a no for me as well because just because like you said when you wrote come out that pod and that baby look like shrek or booger wolf or something it ain't enough words that could be said in that pod to get me to like nah so (laughs) and i know that sounds so shallow but men do it men do it okay so for me i mean i i do like what you said you made a point about being able to connect um mentally and emotionally first. But I think that, you know, as quiet as it's kept attraction, it plays a huge part. I mean, of course you could be fine and be dumb and just have mm. nothing to say.
1: That but part. you
0: can also, you know, be fine and have something to say. But I need to know what you looking like. Okay. What our baby's gonna look like, you know? So <laughs> Love is blind is a no. Um and then the ultimatum is a no because I'm not gonna waste my time on any man that I got a pressure to marry me. Absolutely not. So <laughs> Um, so I guess that leaves ready to love, but I don't really even see myself on that type of situation because, like you said, I'm not gonna, you know, jump in the deep end and try to grab any fish I can get. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, again, I've said this before on shows. Like I just don't thrive in those kind of settings. <laughs> like I'm more mm-hmm. so the one in the chilling with my champagne glass. Like I'm not going to be in every man's face type of thing, but yeah. I really think it would challenge me to be more open and have conversations. Cause I always say, Oh, I can have a conversation with you and then not, not be, you know, interested like that. Right. But I think the ready to love would be me getting out of my comfort zone me um, showing that I can get out and meet, be open and meet different types of men. And I can see what they look like first. Right. <laughs> so.
1: Okay. Friend, I got um, one for you. Would you okay. be able to do married at first
0: sight? Why why not? Absolutely not. Because <laughs> <laughs> first of all, I'm not marrying nobody at first sight. I'm not. I'm I just for me, I can't do it because I take marriage super seriously. Not that right. people that do it don't, but for me, they I don't. don't even really necessarily understand how you just marry someone. Like they for they legit marry them, like a license yeah. and everything. And I'm just not willing to waste them couple hundred dollars on a license, a marriage license. And I don't know you Um, because it takes me a while to warm up to you. So me just saying you my husband and I didn't know you last night. I just can't see myself being on that. What about you? Would you be on that Uh one?
1: I don't think that I could. Um, but like if I knew that like miles was gonna be on the like a miles was gonna be on the other side or like a woody type would be on the other side, then yes. But mm-hmm. I couldn't do it because if I walk down the aisle, like I said, you're gonna see it all over my face and y'all are not the best to find me fifty thousand dollars because I did not say yes. Okay? <laughs> um so we, it was so yes. funny i have a group chat me and some of my friends have a group chat about it and my homegirl uh, my best friend Bree was like i would like text you like i would get you a burner phone and text you and be like he ain't it or he is so you could be mentally and emotionally prepared <laughs> not a burner phone well first of
0: all you're right because if they set me up with michael or brandon or what's that chris First of all, it's gonna be a murder scene. It's gonna turn into a lifetime movie,
1: okay? Absolutely not. No. Oh, oh my gosh, could you imagine Chris? Girl, I'm sorry. Do you remember when Michael told that girl he was carrying their relationship on her back on his back and then he didn't share his apples when they went to the apple farm? And then he was just lying about dumb stuff. Yeah. And then Michael was crazy. Like, that, Married at First Sight can get wild. Oh, my God. uh, And then Chris was just doing too much. So if you don't watch Married at First Sight, basically, to Erica's point, like, they are set up by experts. They do not, they know that they're going to get married. They tell their families they have a bachelorette party, all the things, but they do not meet their significant other until they are walking down the aisle to say there are dues. Just a little tip: note, if you do not do it and you refuse to do it, I looked it up. You can find $50,000 that you have to pay back. Um, It is a legally binding marriage. um, And at the end of eight weeks, you can stay married or you can get a divorce and you essentially, you know, get married. You go on a honeymoon and then you are forced to live with somebody that you do not know. So that is a synopsis of why we were saying no.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a no for me. I I, uh, I couldn't do it. And I didn't know about the $50,000. So I guess I
1: got to marry this fool. So, no, <laughs> I, looked it, I looked it up because if you remember on the season um for Boston, um that's why that girl that we don't like. Oh, what's I forgot that baby's uh, name. Is it Alyssa? That's why she walked down the aisle. Mm-hmm. She did not want to get fined. $50,000. Well, I guess I'd
0: be saying I do as well. Um, <laughs> So let's keep it moving to our next segment of the day, which is the journey. So this segment is when Shelby and I will discuss either something about all things melanin, building our brand, um, our corporate world, or like today we'll talk about our individual passion projects. So so no, we, we started All Things Melanin together, obviously, and it has become a platform that has also opened doors for us individually and has been the catalyst for other ideas and passions that we want to pursue on our own. So let's talk about each of our passion projects. Um, how did you come up with the ideas and how can people support?
1: You go first, friend.
0: Girl, okay. Um, <laughs> So passion projects. So... I have a. I'll tell you, I'll go in order from what I started first. So I created a YouTube channel called Erica's Diary. And it was a super personal, literally just a passion project that challenged me to put my story out there. I feel like in the season that I'm in and was in, I felt like, okay. It was a healing process for me to go through certain things um, in my life, rejection, heartbreak, um, and good things too as well. But just explaining how I got through those types of things. And I actually shared one of the most like toughest moments in my life that I've ever gone through. And that was tough for me because when it actually happened in real time, I didn't even share it with people around me. But now that I got through it, I was like, okay, God, I obviously didn't go through this for myself only, possibly to share this story and help someone else that it could possibly resonate with. So I created the channel and I just put videos up um, just about relationships, friendships, um, just things that I've gone through. So check it out on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to it, Erica's Diary. Um, And then my other project I started is called ELM Interiors. So I created a interior design business. Um, Right now, what I do is I create um, digital concepts, e-designs, mood boards, and also find all of the... um, Furniture pieces and everything like that for whoever my client is. And I'm really, really passionate about it because for those do not, who do not know, I studied this in college and it's always been a passion, a passion of mine. I just, you know, life be life. And then I just kind of went a different way and then came back around to it. Like, girl, this is really what you love to do and what mm-hmm. brings you passionate, you know, creativity. So, um, you can find that on elm-interiors.com, um, ELM interiors underscore on IG. So follow me there or you can follow my personal page. All these links are there as well um, at love
1: underscore Erica 987. Um, so what about you, friend? Okay, friend, before I get into me, I got a follow up question for you specifically on ELM, ELM interiors because I want you to give a little bit more background and context because she really just skimmed over this. Anyway, so... <laughs> You told us about your business. First and foremost, if you don't know, Erica has such a knack for design. Her apartment is immaculately um, decorated. It looks like you just walked into a magazine and I will be booking her when I move. That's the first thing. The second thing is, friend, I would really, really like you, if you feel up to it, just to share, like... What made you take the leap to launch your interior design business, and anybody that comes in contact with your business, like, what do you hope that they, you know, obviously get from, you know, working with you?
0: Okay, Fred, um, yeah, I did skip over that. But, um, okay, so I'll give the backstory, like I said, studied this in college. So, um, I went to. UT San Antonio, the School of Architecture. I studied this for three years, Um, majored in architecture, minored in interior design at the time, and so they have this process when you get to the after your third year, you submit your portfolio, all the work that you've designed and done, and then the dean will decide who gets to proceed to the the last two years. Well, long story short, they didn't choose me, Um, but. You know, try not to pull the, oh, because I'm a woman. Oh, because I'm black. Because, again, in an industry where you don't really see a lot of us. Mm -hmm. Um, And don't get me wrong. I fought it to the nail because I went to the dean of architecture. I went to the dean of interior design. I fought it. I wrote letters. My professor, like, everything. And it was just a hard no. Like, a, a huge door closed. And that really discouraged me because I was one of those people who went to college just knowing what I was going to do I knew when Mm -hmm. I got out I was going to be an architect like you know and so when that door closed not to say that I couldn't try again the following year but just at the time it just didn't make sense so I long story short switched my major and got out the next year so it had always been something that stuck with me but y'all that rejection Mm -hmm. really messed me up to where it was always still a passion but kind of like a passion that wasn't on fire no more Mm -hmm. and um like you said she'll be like when people come around me they'll like compliment me on how I have an eye for design and stuff and I was like okay people keep saying it even strangers like the maintenance people that be coming in my apartment be like oh this is the nicest apartment in here (laughs) um but needless to say what made what made me do it was honestly sitting in my quiet time and asking God, should I go for it? Because I sat on the idea for a year before I put it out there. (laughs) And like, I had it, I had the idea. And then of course the pandemic hit. So I was like, okay, well, how can I make this relevant to if we have another shutdown, would I still be able to run my business? And so being able to create an idea, I honestly went to God first. I said, God, if I do this, you need to be the CEO of this. Like, I'm the COO, you the CEO, okay? Mm -hmm. And so um, I I hope I'm answering your question, but that's how Mm -hmm. I decided to just go for it because back in college, my dream was to, like, have my own show on HGTV, which I feel like I can still do that. Um, However, when you get rejected from your dream initially and then you're so young, you think, you know, what I say goes. Like, what I dream that should happen, and it just didn't. So- um, I can just say that it is still scary for me to put my passions, my ideas, my creativity out there and to pursue it, especially on my own. Since we've been having this platform together, it can mm-hmm. be very scary to do something on your own. Mm-hmm. So... um yeah, I think did I answer your question?
1: Um, no, you did. <laughs> you did. Okay. <laughs> I wanted you to. Sh- I wanted you to go more in detail and to share it because somebody may be listening that maybe they had a similar experience or maybe they were discouraged. And I just feel like that that would really encourage them. And because and she still gave y'all the clap notes. Like it's a like it's a long story, but like I said, this is yeah. this is Erica's gifts. Like she is so talented. So support her. Thanks. Okay, your turn. Okay, so I guess I'll go in order like you did. Um, So one of my um, passion passion projects is, so Erica and I have this podcast together, but I also have another podcast um, that I do alone, that I do by myself. Um, To Erica's point, like I'm so used to Erica and I doing most things together, just in general, that this was really a leap of faith for me. Um, And I remember when I was even just talking about it, Erica literally was like, friend, like, if this is what you want to do, then you need to do what you need to launch it. It's going to be great. So I, um, it's no secret. If you listen to the last episode, one of my dreams for myself is to have my own, um, show essentially but centered around food and travel and experiences so I launched a travel podcast in 2021 where I talk about my travel experiences talk about food and then I interview travel lovers like influencers content creators and honestly just um you know people who like to travel um my thought behind creating it is uh, really just for, you know, people who are pros or people who are not just to really create a a community, a community and a space in place for people to share their travel stories, for people to get their travel fixed. And really, it's just my passion project. Like anybody that knows me knows that I love to talk <laughs> and any time that I get to talk, I'm going to do it. But it also just allows me to connect with, you know, different travel lovers and, people who like to travel. I've connected with some really cool people. I've made some cool connections and I've gotten to network. And I really just really want, you know, anybody that likes to listen to travel should check it out. It's called The Travel Connect Podcast and it's available on all major podcasting platforms. My second kind of project, passion project is, so I relaunched my blog. So a couple years ago, I had a blog. And I stopped. I just wasn't disciplined. I wasn't consistent. And I was dealing with a lot of imposter syndrome. So I love to write. I journal a lot. And people would ask me like, you know, like, hey, Shelby, where did you go to eat here? Or how was this trip? Or what link did you look that you um, use for this? And so I was like, you know what? (laughs) Like, obviously, if you ask me, I'm going to share it with you. But I was like, it would be probably beneficial to have this in one central spot and so my other passion project is just my my blog I share mostly like um, recaps of my travel trips and just really you know a space and place for me to write and then the third thing is so by the time this podcast launches or this podcast goes live my third passion project will be about to launch. So I am working on a variety of digital products. So when I say digital products, I mean like digital planners, um, digital social media calendars, digital journals, digital affirmation journals. So I am... I love planners, but like physical planners, like I never writing them. (laughs) So I have recently got into digital planning and I see like a lot of key digital planners, but I just don't see anything that I particularly like that's just for me or that's perfect for me. And so I have been laboring day in and day out, really just creating, um, A brand of digital planners um, for content creators, as well as just for you know people who just like digital planning. I'm actually really nervous (laughs) to release it, but I'm also really excited because I can literally see the idea in my head, and as it as as I'm putting it to digital paper, it is coming alive. So if you are into digital planning, check out my site around December. Um, at shelbybrenna.com and they will be live. That is so exciting. You know what?
0: That reminds me because I, I remember you sent me a screenshot, but you were like, my bad, I didn't mean to send this to you. And it was like, I think it was something like a planner or something. And I was like, mm, Shelby working on something. Like, that's exactly what I said to myself. So I'm so excited for you, friend. Y'all, this is my first time hearing about um this third one that she's working on. But one thing that I wanted to mention is like, um, For both of us, when we started All Things Melanin, like we only had All Things Melanin, right? Like we were just, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's still our focus, but I really feel like All Things Melanin built us up professionally and creativ- creatively too, because I don't know for me if I would have had as much courage to launch something Um, if we didn't have All Things Melanin already out there and getting the experience of what it's like building a brand, even though we had each other, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm just really proud of us because like I've always said from the beginning, All Things Melanin is like the umbrella. And then it's like we have our individual things. And um, I just think it's great. I can see all the open doors that are going to come for both of us. Um, So y'all support us, please (laughs) support us. Okay. (laughs) All right. So let's move on to our mentor moment. So this is when Shelby and I will read a listener's letter and then we are going to give our advice on it. So the letter reads, hi, Shelby and Erica, I'd like your take on this. So I have a hard time saying no to people. I guess you can say I am a people pleaser and almost always say yes to things. In this season of my life, I feel like it is important for me to set up boundaries for myself. But when I do, some people take it the wrong way and I start to feel guilty and end up giving in. Do you have any advice on how I can overcome this and stick to my boundaries?
1: Yeah. You know, I tell Erica this all the time and I tell all of my friends all the time this. And I think, honestly, this is the first step to telling people no and setting boundaries. You are the most important person in your life. So you have to treat yourself like the most important person in your life. If you don't treat yourself like the most important person in your life, then nobody else will. I always say people, Erica and I had this conversation one day. Only people, people who get mad about your boundaries and you saying no are not people that aren't your people. (laughs) For instance, like, um, if Erica, if I ask Erica to do something and she says no, then I literally know that she can't do it or she doesn't want to do it. As her friends, I know that her no means no, but I feel like somebody that's maybe, you know, trying to take advantage of her or maybe somebody that has benefited from her being a people pleaser is going to take offense. So I think that, when you start treating yourself like the most important person important person in your life, you know what you need to be happy. You know what you need to grow. You know what you need to flourish. I think that you have to ask yourself, okay, like, am like, what is my fear of saying no? Are you scared that somebody's going to be mad at you? Because if somebody's going to be mad at you, okay, they'll get over it. Okay, like, are you like, what is the reason? For me, I'll give an example. So I have been a people pleaser. I'm a part of the people pleaser group. And I have been getting overwhelmed at work because I will, yes, 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 you to death. But let me tell y'all something, life got to life it at work and I was overwhelmed and I started telling people no, like, no, not that I'm not going to get it done, but no, I don't have the capacity for that right now. No, like I can't do that right now. No, that's not my focus right now. And so I started setting boundaries. For instance, the boundary I set, that if it's on my calendar and it's blocked, do not put nothing on my calendar because I am going to promptly decline it (laughs) and propose a new time. If you put something on my calendar during lunch, it's automatically beginning declined. decline. Like I have had to, like, this is just an example of me putting boundaries at work. And then as I'm telling people, no, obviously if I can't do it right now, I always make a plan to get it done. And I let people know my plan. I think I don't really think there's a such thing at balance as balance per se, <laughs> but I think that when you say no, then you give your more then you give yourself more opportunity to be balanced. I feel like you give yourself more opportunity to get things done that you need to get done, and I feel like you give yourself more opportunity just to be happy and more content because a lot of times the things that we're saying yes to, we don't have the capacity for. Or we just don't want to do and we don't like doing it. And if you don't like doing it, don't do it. Like I said, anybody that gets mad at you for saying no or um, or doesn't respect your boundaries probably is not a person that you need. So if it's a friend, then you need to evaluate that friendship and you need to have a little chat with them. And if they can't get with the game, then it may be time to slide to the left and slide out they like. Like if it's a job, if they're not respecting your boundaries, Keep the job, but start looking for a new job. Like it's not worth being in a toxic environment. I think that when it comes to saying setting boundaries and saying no, you have to do what feels good to you and you have to set boundaries that are going to allow you to flourish. Because if you don't treat yourself like the most important person in your life, then no one else will. What do you think, friend?
0: I love that. We are the most important people in our lives. So um, I would definitely say all of that. But then you got to really watch how people react when you tell them no. Mm. Um, yeah, Because yeah. I have read this quote. Um, I wrote it down. It says, no's will qualify a relationship because some people are comfortable with you always saying yes. Mm. So basically if you're telling this person no for once in your life, cause people gonna remember that one no you gave them. They ain't gonna remember all them a hundred yeses that you said, but they're gonna remember right. that one time you couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, So it really does qualify the relationship. And for me, I have a hard time saying no to people as well, but I really am practicing that because I think you, I think for me, if you're anything like me, I say, I don't like to say no, not necessarily to people please all the time, but it's more so, Like I actually want, um, what am I trying to say? I actually, I'm losing my train of thought, but I actually want to be there. And I just realized that I haven't set boundaries with myself and I literally cannot be there for everybody all the time. Like even with my friends, some of my friends will, will invite me somewhere and I'm like, Oh yeah, girl. And then I will literally say, you you know I'm available. And then in my mind, when that date actually comes, I'm not available because either mentally, emotionally, whatever. So I think with me saying no, it's like I literally don't have the physical capacity as a human to be there for everything, for everybody. And that's just not possible. So just for me having to put up boundaries um, for myself as well. So I totally understand the guilt part of it too and just always like eventually giving in. But I feel like Eventually, it's going to run you down if you don't set up the boundaries. And I think setting up boundaries for me means respect. Like, if you don't respect my boundaries, if you don't respect my no, um, mm-hmm. I also used to always feel like if I tell somebody no, I owe them an explanation. I don't necessarily do. I mean, I usually do give an explanation, but you really don't. It, it could just literally be no. Like, hey, you want to go to dinner tonight? Nah. <laughs> or no, not tonight, maybe another night. Like, you don't necessarily have to say, well, no, because I really, you know, I'm not at the mental capacity to go, like, you don't have to go into all of that. So right. for me, I'm learning this too for myself is setting up those boundaries and no means no. That's, that's really what it comes down to. Um, and so it's happened to me several times. Um, and what I've just realized is that when I think about what type of person I am, I usually always put everyone else before me. And so that's another reason why it's hard for me to say no to people because I don't put myself first. And that's not healthy. (laughs) Um, Even in the workspace, like you were explaining, Shelby, like I need to work on the boundaries at work as well. And it's just it all correlates to why a lot of the times I'm burnt out because I'm trying to say yes to everything and everybody all the time. And Mm -hmm. it's a constant battle. So I think that, you know, you're a good person if you're always trying to, you know, help everybody be there for everybody, but right. um, don't beat yourself up if you can't show up or you right. or you say no. So if, for that one person that's like, well, girl, if you can't come to this, then I, you know, then that person is not your friend. Um, right. And just, I think it's important just to always stick to those boundaries as much as we can. It's a constant effort, a constant effort for me. I don't have it down pat, but I'm gonna start passing out a lot more no's than yeses <laughs> because I need to for myself. Okay, <laughs> so if you guys out there have a question that you want us to answer, send us an email to allthingsmelaninTV at gmail.com or slide in our DMs at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So today we're we're going to leave you with words of encouragement coming from Deuteronomy thirty-one six. It says, "Be strong and courageous." Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. So this Bible verse is obviously self-explanatory, but it just reminds you that when you show up somewhere or you show up in a situation or you have something that you're facing, God has already gone before you. And it's, it's, Mm It's crazy how sometimes we do feel alone or we do feel like God, where you at in certain situations. But really, if you think about it, he's already it's no surprise to him what you're going through and what situation you have to deal with or face. Um, and so this is something that is really challenging because sometimes I'm like, OK, it does feel like you're by yourself, but it's also very um encouraging to know that like we literally have God that has our backs who knows the end from the beginning the beginning from the end and um will literally never leave us so um what does this mean to you Shelby
1: yeah I agree with everything you said and I don't really have that much to add to it believe it or not but um when I think about this verse honestly it just reminds me that like whatever I'm dealing with in life or wherever I'm at in life that like God has equipped me to be strong and to be courageous and to endure the season that I'm in. Um, I say that because I think that a lot of times when we get in situations that like, we look at the situation and be like, oh, this is a big, quote, situation. But we're not, instead of looking at the situation as big, we need to look at our God as big. Because when we look at God as big, then we know that no matter what we're up against, like, God got our back. Like, he is going to handle anything um that is in our path. So when I read this, it just reminds me that no matter what I'm up against in life, that God has equipped me to be strong and courageous and to endure the season that I am, and that he is going to be with me. Like, I think a lot of times when we get in situations, we like literally want God to be in our ear and to be like, okay, Shelby do this, or okay, Erica do this. But sometimes... It's like they say, the teacher is quiet during the test. But I just wanted to say, I said all that to say that no matter what situation you're in, God is always going to be with you. He is walking alongside you. He is covering you. He is keeping you and he has equipped you for whatever situation you're in to get through it. Amen. We're going to pray on out on that note. So
0: bow your heads, close your eyes. If you're driving, do not bow your head or close your eyes. We ain't got any Um, So just sway with it. All right. (laughs) Dear God, thank you for this day that you've blessed us with. And we just hope that this episode has brought glory to you and that someone listening has felt encouraged after we've shared our stories today. And please help guide us and those who need to be stronger at setting up boundaries and not feeling the guilt of doing those. Please guide them in the way that they should go on that. And please help for anybody that does not feel strong or does not feel uh, courageous that you will give them the strength, that you will continue to show them signs and let them know that you have gone before them and that the battle is already won. In your name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.